0: And welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, (laughs) wonderful, super smart, hardworking, full of answers for your (laughs) questions, wife and co host, Michelle. You're so sweet. Thank you, honey. Hi, everybody. We're so glad to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, March 28, 2021, as Michelle tries to get situated here with getting <laughs> her computer in the right place. He thinks as we do this every week that <laughs> he,
1: this would be... It would be, be a plan already? <laughs> was, no. Well. it would be easy. It's like, okay, it's, it's like, um, you know, the three bear situation. Like either my, my screen is too high or too low. I, think I it's, want it to be just now right. It's just right. It's not quite, but it's I'm willing to go right. with. <laughs>
0: Sorry. It's Perfect. It's great. <laughs> what a way to start the show! Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast dot com. And while you're there. I don't
1: know if you've heard this before, but you can actually sign up for our newsletter, which would be really fun.
0: I don't think we've ever brought it up before. I know, so, yeah, news. They, they, they New should news. know about the <laughs> newsletter, yes. Uh, it's just another way to kind of be in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. We share with you what we have going on uh, with our shows, other things outside of it. Sometimes there's some extra things that we throw in there, including this week. It, I believe that within the next day or two, by the time the newsletter comes out, My hair will finally be cut. (laughs) The first people that are going to see the before and after of my haircut will be those who subscribe to the newsletter. Nice teaser for the (laughs)
1: newsletter. Good. And then eventually
0: the rest of you will get to see it as well. But that newsletter will get to see the, you know, how long it eventually got before and how short I eventually got it too. Right. Uh, Once I get this taken care of this week.
1: You compared it to a character we watched (laughs) recently. Who was
0: that? Well, you know, yesterday we watched Hamilton because, you know, it's it's, it's been like a week since we last watched it. (laughs) So we had to watch it again last night. And I think my hair is right around... Lin-Manuel Miranda playing Alexander Hamilton in that show. It's about that same length. Uh, Just to give you an idea before you actually get to see it in the photo, or if you haven't gone back to some of our pictures from our last Walt Disney World trip, or our videos when we were doing videos that we actually recorded ourselves (laughs) uh, doing these shows, then you check it out. But... uh, um, it will be interesting to see what it how it ends up. And it has been a long time since I've got my hair cut. Yeah, and I hope when they do it, it's to your liking. And I hope that after this, you won't have to worry about me talking about it anymore <laughs> because I know I'm boring you about my hair out there. So yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, please also follow us on social media. We have a lot of fun out there with you on social media. We are on Twitter, at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We do have a YouTube channel. Now, I'm going to be stop for a while saying that this week it'll be a simpler video. Instead, I'm going to tell you when we have a more complex video (laughs) where we are recording ourselves. We just have a a lot of stuff going on right now, something that will come to... You'll, you'll know more about it in the future, but we have a lot of things we're working on right now that are taking away my time to edit the video, but we still put these episodes out there mm-hmm. in case that's another way you want to catch this show. And you do
1: a great job putting some auxiliary photos and things to really enhance the
0: storyline. On some of the older ones, the newer ones, they're, they're pretty basic, but some of the older videos, if you want to go back and check some of those out, uh, they are good. Also, uh, if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com we love
1: hearing from you it's really great when we see new some uh some new emails coming through with people just reaching out to us it's such a warm feeling thank Mm -hmm. you everybody yes
0: thank you for everybody who uh especially, especially who chimed in for this week's show um we had a lot of great questions and we're looking forward to answering them here in a few moments also wanted to mention that we in case you didn't know already we were on the last week's episode of Theme Park Thursdays with Theme Park Thursday with Delos Diz. <laughs> easy for me to say. Uh, it was such a great time with Frank and Jen uh, discussing Disneyland and the pockets of Disneyland, and pretty much doing the hard sell on why they should come out and visit Disneyland once <laughs> right? it reopens. But we had a great time.
1: We did, uh, and you know, first of all, it was an honor. I mean, we love listening to their episodes, um, and. They're just really fun, warm people, and you you really can tell that when you're listening to them. And then uh, when we got to be on with them and talk one-on-one with them, it was just like, oh, wow, this is just so fun. Mm-hmm. We always They're have amazing.
0: They're great people. We they have a are. great time always talking with them. A lot of fun. And we did our best to sell them on making a trip out to Disneyland. We'll see if that succeeds eventually <laughs> in the future. But either way, uh, definitely check out that episode. And then check out the rest of the episodes of Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz because uh, they have great guests. They have great Disney talk. Um, Very impressive. Yeah, they do uh, excellent shows, and they are extremely hardworking and they do uh, great things just throughout the Disney community.
1: Right. And they're just wonderful people. Mm -hmm. And you can really tell that listening to their show. For sure.
0: For sure. Uh, For this week's episode, we have lots of stuff for you this week, including big news about some possible changes that are going to, could be happening at the happiest place (laughs) on earth. Uh, We'll talk of course about that. Uh, We received an announcement about the first steps toward being able to sail with captains Mickey and Minnie again. That was kind of cool news. Yeah. That came out this week. And we received new release dates for a lot of upcoming Disney films, which we will discuss as well. But let's get to our main topic of the week. <laughs> But yeah, we had so much fun doing this last year, right about almost exactly to the date, the same time. If you want to go back and find that episode, we did an Ask Us Anything episode in March, late March of mm-hmm. last year as well. Um, we just enjoy kind of letting you get to know us a little bit better. I mean, yes, you know, we, we, we share our lives on the show we try and uh, let you into what we have going on but you know sometimes we wonder about you know we're we're talking into these microphones we don't see you out there you know Mm -hmm. what are you thinking about us what would you like to ask us so i feel like every once in a while once every year one of these ask us anything shows is a a good way to approach that
1: i'm gonna put on my candace hat here oh boy (laughs) do you ever take it off Really? I know. It's like, oh, I hope they still like
0: us. (laughs) (laughs) We had great questions this week. I'm really excited about a lot of these. And um, we're going to have a lot of fun with everything you asked out there. And again, even if you didn't get a chance to ask us a question before these came out. Um, we're always happy to answer questions, right. whether it be on the air, whether it be something you don't want to go on the show, um, just something that you wanted to contact us personally. Mm-hmm. Um, please hit us up in any of these ways through social media, through our Gmail account, whatever. And we'll be happy to respond with you. Yeah, we, we cer- certainly do
1: feel like we enjoy engaging
0: with people who are listening and we appreciate that. Right. So uh, before we get to our the questions that you all sent us, which again, we appreciate very much. Thank you so much. Um, there's one thing that we'd like to bring up every several months just to kind of clear up some things about our name of this show. <laughs> <laughs> because if, you, if you've just stumbled upon this point. show, you may not really know what's the Hyperion Adventures podcast about. We know it's a Disney podcast, or at least I hope you've listened to enough to know that we're mostly focused on Disney. And you may even know a little bit about Hyperion. You may have seen it at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios right. or at uh, Disney California mm-hmm. Adventure Park. And there's a couple theaters there, both with the name Hyperion there. So every once in a while, we like to share with you how we came up with this name. Now, when we came up with this name, we didn't really think it through it how long the name would be and how maybe it might be a little kind of tricky for people to figure us out <laughs> about their, what we are so you know maybe it wasn't the brightest idea but we thought it kind of set us apart creative yeah what, what we thought about was that you know when walt started the disney company mm-hmm. his first studios that he made a lot of the shorts the mickey shorts mm-hmm. and such um snow white was right. at the Hyperion studios that were located down in the Hollywood area. And we kind of thought, well, you know, we're kind of starting our adventure. Right. Like he started his adventure. So why don't we do a Hyperion adventure? It's our adventure uh, through Disney, through all the different fun things that we love about Disney. And so that's what we kind of expanded it to the Hyperion adventures podcast. Yeah. And I,
1: like I said, I think it, you know, it, it's creative or symbolic to us and, um, we're glad that people s- were able to connect with yeah. it, too. So
0: Yeah. Technically, <laughs> we extended our name. I, we started off as Hyperion Adventures Podcast, and then we wanted to make sure there was Disney in it somewhere. <laughs> so it's uh, the Hyperion Adventures Podcast, everything Disney for every fan, just right. to make people just to kind of... So you, you thought my, our name was long enough. Right? We well, go for the expanded version of the name, exactly. and you never fit it on any uh, billboard or right. anything out there so. <laughs> That's why it's not on any of our stuff, really, just to kind of out the show, just to kind of have people find it. So, Let's get to the listener questions. And thank you again, everyone. You sent some wonderful questions. We really appreciate some that really made us think uh, some that are just fun. Right. It's going to be a great time going through these. I know. And we
1: were trying to at first um, think if we should divide it up. So some of them would be uh, at least more of a, you know, unknown before the episode, but it didn't really work out and some really required some thought and planning. Yeah. so um, we I do want to put out there that we both know all the questions.
0: We both do know all the questions. I did um, there's only a couple that I actually I, I you know I, I did think about some of these. But I kind of wanted to go off the cuff. I didn't make notes on most of these mm-hmm. when I'm going in there. Uh, There's like one or two that I'm like, okay, I got to make sure I have notes on because right. they're a little trickier. But uh, mostly, you know, we we just wanted to be able to go through them and answer them to the best of our ability. Right. So uh, so let's start with uh, Jocelyn, who hit us up on Twitter. You can find her at Disney Gratitude 1, drop the E, add a one. Uh, she is great. She's a great follower. Yeah, Please sweetheart. follow Jocelyn. Yeah, she's a really wonderful person. And her question was, what is one of your must-dos when visiting Walt Disney World? Michelle, why don't you kick that off?
1: All right. Uh, and I, I put this thinking right now during COVID operations um, because we don't know how much longer all of that will be so uh, it it i'm not quite sure if it was to be like a specific activity or whatever so in terms of park it would be epcot like if we were only going for one day that would Mm -hmm. be the park that um that i would select uh and and because of that, in attraction-wise, uh, like living with the land or spaceship Earth, mainly just because they're just so traditional. And again, uh, bringing back fond memories with mm-hmm. family and friends. So um, that would be mine.
0: I agree with you on Epcot. If we can only do one park, it would be Epcot. Right. If you were going to Walt Disney World, it's rare that we go and we're only doing one right. park. But if we were, uh, that would be the one. As far as our normal Disney trips, where we're kind of hitting at least a two, three parks mm-hmm. at least, Uh, The one thing that I have to do And this is actually true of Disneyland as well. The one thing that I have to do is the Haunted Mansion because I love the Haunted Mansion. Now, I love Star Wars Galaxy's Edge as well. um, But, you know, I mean, as far as things to do within it, do I need to hit the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run? Not necessarily. Rise of the Resistance, it's always a gamble whether you're going to get to go on it or not. (laughs) But you can go on the Haunted Mansion if you want to go on the Haunted Mansion. So it's it's like at some point in the trip, I need to do it at least once, if not multiple times, because it is outside of the newer attractions my favorite classic attraction for sure definitely so uh thank you jocelyn appreciate that question uh this one came from an email it's from scott minnesota who uh, connects with us Mm -hmm. often uh, in email he said hey tom and michelle okay ask you anything you say (laughs) challenge except
1: Awesome. He
0: says, we all know Tom is a culinary wizard. Yes. I don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, but is there any dish that Tom has tried to recreate for the Disney Dishes blog that just wasn't up to standards or what you remember from the resort? Or was there some funny mishap? Or did he burn his <laughs> eyebrows off while trying to make cherries jubilee? Did he mistakenly put curry powder in for paprika? So those were his <laughs> questions all bunched up into one. I'm going to ask you first, if you can think of anything that was in uh, some sort of issue with something that I've created for the Disney dishes blog?
1: Um, not of anything that like you recreated that we have tried. <laughs> um, you know, I think that there have been some things that are newer dishes coming out at some of the festivities. And um, there were some and mainly just things that maybe weren't what dish I would pick, even if we were there. But, you know, it kind of solidified it for me, mm-hmm. um, you know, so maybe that. Yeah, would be one of them like the um, one of the more recent ones was the um, salmon tartare. Right. With slider. cheddar biscuit. Right. Yeah. Um, Which is delicious, by the way. Look it, is it is delicious. It is delicious. But for some reason, it made me think, OK, now that I've tried this, I don't need to try it there. There you go.
0: <laughs> because I just did it that well. That's right. Right. That's sure. right. Uh, absolutely. What
1: about you, though? Um,
0: there is, well, most of the dishes, I when I approach them, I actually look for dishes that I'm pretty sure I can either um, do a copycat recipe mm-hmm. for or I actually have the recipe for or whatever the case may be. So I kind of have that going in. Uh, another thing that's kind of helped me out, I there are, really there aren't many dishes that I could say that I've had issues with. Maybe I've had to tweak them slightly, mm-hmm. but I haven't. But the, the fact that I was lucky enough to go to a culinary school where they taught us technique where... You learn more than anything else how to make certain dishes and how to put that technique to make something similar. Right. So you all you need to do is look at a dish and say, okay, so this is like this. If I've made this, if I can make this, I can make this other thing. True, good and point. One thing that I did have an issue with uh, one dish was that I recently made a um, it was a Guinness braised short rib pot pie, and when I made it, I made the the short ribs perfectly. They were tender excellently. Uh, Then I was making the gravy for it and the first try for the gravy uh, ended up being a little bit bitter. Um, so I ended up having that night (laughs) served us the the short ribs, um, you know, with a different sauce with it and some other things, you know, to do that. And then I had to remake it, uh, retry the gravy on a different time. So we were lucky enough to have short ribs a couple of different times (laughs) uh, during that week. Um, but it was one of those things that I just figured I had to fine tune the sauce correctly because the, 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 the bitterness from the Guinness beer, uh, the first time I tried it stood out a little bit more than Mm -hmm. I wanted it to. And I just had to balance that out. Um, the next time I tried it. So yeah, that's one of those things. As far as mishaps in the kitchen, I'm actually pretty good with not having significant mishaps in the kitchen. Although I have done that in the past, uh, through my culinary career, I have burnt myself many, many times, cut myself many, many times. And it wasn't that just a few years ago, I actually, um, cut through my From my finger and actually uh, hit a little minor artery that we couldn't get the the blood stopped. Had to go to get that taken care of at one point. So, um, you know, nothing scarier, uh, but just one of those things that you know it it does happen when you're in the kitchen when you're you're cooking rapidly, right?
1: Right, or just you know you're around sharp objects and hot objects, Mm -hmm. and you know even though you take a lot of precautions, your your attention could be distracted. Mm -hmm. I actually
0: burn myself way more than I cut myself. I've burnt myself many, many times on my arms um, over my life. <laughs> I don't know why it is I pay more attention to the knife, I guess, than to hot oil or whatever. <laughs> Maybe a hot pan. I don't know, but I do that. Uh, I think
1: often. one of the things you do more frequently is because you're used to working in like a, an industrial kitchen or whatever is remembering to turn things off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do. So I come in and he's like, you need the oven still on? No, no, no. Because it looks <laughs> empty. Yeah. I'm usually trying to rush the dish out as Michelle comes home I want to get dinner out for her so I'm rushing to serve it all up get it out there quickly and I forget to turn the oven off so yes she catches me on that all the time that's very true that's a good point very good point so uh finally he he said and another question for you what is your favorite outdoor eating establishment in San Diego and would you like to meet me there for dinner some night the week of April 4th I'll be in town claiming my Qualcomm seats, RIP, Qualcomm, San Diego, Jack Murphy Stadium, which just uh, fell this week. Um, Let me know if you want to get together. Scott, we will be in touch with you about that. As far as our favorite establishment to eat here in San Diego, I have to say we are the worst at trying to get (laughs) um, dining recommendations for in San Diego because when we're home, I cook. Yeah, I was gonna well, say, Shay, Tom. <laughs> we don't go out a lot, uh, especially this year. Uh, but we don't go out a lot. We save up all, all our dining. Like we can tell you all about Disney World and right. Disneyland or whatever. But uh, when we're home, we don't usually go out a lot. But we'll figure something out for you, Scott. We'll we'll talk about it this week. So thank you, Scott, in Minnesota, for yeah. that one. I know it's funny because like we
1: also know like Burbank and other right. areas. <laughs> We know no, areas no. where we when we travel, right. we go
0: eat, but when we're at home, I'm usually cooking. So. Yes, yeah,
1: and good. it's a treat to have
0: your, <laughs> your food, so there's no need to go out. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yes. And- I feel that when we save that money and splurge when we on our trips. So uh, moving on, Tony, the Disney dad, hit us up on Twitter. You can find him at Disney underscore discuss. Hope you're doing well out there, Tony. We miss you a lot, miss your podcast a lot. But yeah. I know you're doing some great things right now with the Disney company and with your family. So uh, he said, I have a few questions because this is period Adventures. <laughs> totally makes sense, Tony. He said, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And now this is something that I'm going to say here right now. We are a very positive podcast. Right. We don't do normally topics like he's about to bring up here. But because it's an Ask Us Anything episode, yeah. um, we will broach on this subject. Although I have to say, I don't know what Michelle's going to do here. But I may, you know, look on the more positive aspect <laughs> of what he's asking here. He said, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the most overrated Disney attractions. Michelle, right. what, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, you're right. It's it's hard because um, I think it's all mindset. Right. And so it's like, we're like you said, we're positive in in how we look at things. I don't want to sound corny or anything like that. Um, so the way I approach it was kind of more of, um, I don't know, trying to find something that I may say, gee, this, this, attraction could be better, you know, Mm -hmm. if, or something like that. And so mine was, um, the Tomorrowland Speedway. Mm. Um, and it's always, you know, it's always crowded. Uh, but if you've been on the one at Disneyland, which is called Autopia, um, it is sweet, you know, it's much larger, larger course. It's larger course. It's, it's more, um, things to look at, you have also the potential for the monorail going overhead and they always beep their horn. Mm -hmm. So it's just a little bit more exciting in that regard. So I guess I would claim it as that. Um, And then the other thing, I I don't know if it's considered an attraction. I think it is, is the, like the um, boardwalk games at Disney California adventure, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think kids like that, but to me it's like, that doesn't make it uniquely Disney. Mm hmm. Uh, it,
0: so yeah, I mean, they put those there because it was supposed to be kind of like the you know boardwalk, like the, um, like say uh, in Malibu, you right. know, Or not Malibu, but uh, Santa Monica, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where they uh, ha- kind of have that pier there. That and so they made Pixar Pier to kind of have that feel there, and they have those games there, those those fair style games. And they kept them there. They, they At least they like, themed them better yes. uh, for when they did Pixar Pier. Uh, but yeah, they, those games, they, they never really do much for me. I agree with you as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so those were mine. What about you? Well, uh, For me, and I want to say this right off the bat, look, you know, as far as overrated attractions, I, and the reason we don't like to talk about that is because something that we maybe are not the biggest fans of A lot of you out there, mid, that may be your favorite attraction, you know? And I don't like to, you know, I'm not going to judge on what attraction you like more than others or whatever. There may be attractions that we love that you're like, no need for that. Right, right. I know. I I
1: was thinking of that too, because like Small World, I think a lot of people wouldn't care for that, but
0: right it's so endearing to us so so what i'm going to bring up is actually an attraction that it while it's a favorite for a lot of people out there most people out there it's not for me personally i i I respect the attraction i think it's there there's some great technology involved with it i understand why people love it it just doesn't work for me and that's flight of passage um Mm -hmm. you know i i i think it's great it's a really excellent attraction but for the wait time and everything involved with it. And then I have um, motion sickness on it. Like every time I get on it, I enjoy a lot of it, but there are times I just have to close my eyes. I have to, and then I, it takes a little while to regroup afterwards. And so I, just, I, it's just not my thing per se. Now I understand why people love it. I think it's great. I think it's a really great attraction, but just for me, um, I, 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 it's just not my thing personally, you know? Right. Well, especially anything that could make you feel queasy or something
1: and not allow you to have the rest of your day or part of your day not doing well i mean there i have some of that with
0: Mm -hmm. some attractions Mm -hmm. as well so to me there are no real bad attractions you know i Mm -hmm. mean i think somebody loves that attraction something that you don't like so much somebody's gonna love it so i I appreciate that so uh tony had some other questions for us he said also in your opinion what does walt disney world do better uh than disneyland and vice versa michelle um yeah, interesting question. Love it, Tony. Um
1: uh, so I think for Walt Disney World, they do better dining op- options for like um you know, especially uh full service type of of options. Disneyland when it was created, you know, really you know, and and they've stayed true to to their to their you know, footprint when they first started, you know, had a lot more quick service type mm-hmm. of dining. Um, so I think having better options of you know really being an indoor full service is something Disney World does better.
0: hmm Okay, that's a good good answer. Good answer. Yeah. I, I think while Disney World is the the better vacation destination, like if True. you're going to take a whole week, you know, and go on right. a week family vacation. Obviously, it's Walt Disney right. World because you are you have so much to do there that even within a week, you're probably not doing everything you wanted to do because sure. they have so much going on in the parks, outside of the parks, so many different things you can do that have nothing to do with the parks if you don't want to. You can play golf. You can play tennis. You can go fishing. You That's can do, a good point. And, mm-hmm. and they have the, uh, so many wonderful resorts to stay at at various different ranges, Right. You know, either right. Disney-owned properties or some properties that are really nice that True. aren't Disney-owned. Owned as well, that are nearby. So I think it's the really great vacation destination. Uh, as far as Disneyland, Disneyland's a great park to hit on a weekend, a three day, four mm-hmm. days. I think you can do virtually everything you want to do at Disneyland within three or four sure. days. Uh, also, you don't need to stay on property at Disneyland to feel like you're getting everything out of it. Right. There are great hotels within easy walking distance yes. uh, to both parks. Uh, and like you mentioned, they're so compact that going back and forth between the two parks is so easy that right. uh, it, it it's really easy to get to anything you want to uh, within, you know, just a couple days. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the other thing that Disneyland does better than Disney World is, um, first of all, their special themed events. I mean, when they have a nighttime ticketed event, they totally immerse you into that experience. I mean, even to the little details of the guide map being very themed towards mm-hmm. what the event is, you know, like whether it's been the 90s or the Sweetheart or Star Wars. Um, and the other thing that they do really well and probably better than Walt Disney World are their holiday overlays. Mm-hmm. You know, they have some for Halloween, they have some for Christmas, um, and I think they they are broader at that of what they offer for that
0: agreed um i i love the different uh holiday overlays at disneyland i mean they're trying to always bring back in the people that are nearby mm-hmm. it, it's mostly a locals resort locals right. park there uh so you're trying to give reason for people that are within the area why should i come back to disneyland right. when i've already been there this year and so you know a change to haunted mansion mm-hmm. or a change to um, you know, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree or right. whatever might give you more interest on, in going again. Yeah, so. It keeps it fresh, it and does. you know, yeah, I like it. I like it that way. So, uh, finally, Tony asked. Finally, why exactly are Michelle's <laughs> lists the very best list? Michelle, why are they? I would say that they really are
1: not the best list. I'm just really blessed to have the most amazing husband uh, <laughs> who claims that. But I think you're, you have awesome lists. <laughs> I do not.
0: But Mich- <laughs> Michelle's lists are the very best lists. It's just because she's just so great. So that's why. So. Uh, moving on. Main Street Electrical Arcade. You know, you just...
1: You just solidified what I said was the reason why my lists are better. But thank you.
0: <laughs> okay, you say so. You know, because your <laughs> lists are always the best. So, uh, Main Street Electrical Arcade hit us up on Twitter. You can find them at Arcade Main. He said. Dear Hyperion Adventures, your podcast seems to have the momentum of a runaway freight train. (laughs) Why are you so popular? Uh, I like what you did there. Uh, That is actually something from The Simpsons. If you don't know, that was actually a softball question given to Lisa Simpson to ask uh, Mr. Burns when he was running for office. And they had dinner at at The Simpsons' house.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, cool. Yes.
0: But yes, our popularity does have the momentum of a runaway train. Yes. So thank you, I appreciate that. Yes, that's so. a nice compliment. <laughs> uh, he said, on a more serious note, best Disneyland restaurants because we are definitely going next year. Michelle, uh, what do you think about best Disneyland restaurants? Okay,
1: so my first funny answer is Corn Dog Castle. <laughs> I mean, they make the best corn dogs. You're not going to find a better corn dog at that's Disneyland for sure.
0: Or the cart. The cart. Has right. I was going to say well. yes. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Um, for Disneyland Resort itself, um, if you're specifically looking for table service, then I would say the Carnation Cafe. It's nice. Um, it, it does a, it's right on Main Street. It does a lot of nods to Walt, you know, having like Walt's chili and some fried chicken and things like that. A little pricey. Um, but if if, if that's something you want to experience, they, they do provide that experience for mm-hmm. you. But um, personally the red rose tavern mm. which or is quick service place, yeah, yeah which is considered quick service um is really awesome and and I know people myself included quick service uh, kind of deters me at times but they really do have some interesting uh, offerings that you wouldn't associate with quick service. You know, like, for example, they um, they have the Enchanted Cauliflower Sandwich, which is a mm-hmm. grilled cauliflower steak. And they have a really nice aioli on that. And um, it, it's really delicious. It is, yeah. Um, their slow-cooked beef poutine mm-hmm. is amazing. And because it is with that um, Beauty and the Beast France theme, they offer pommes frites. Garlic pomfrit, yeah. Which, yum. A lot of garlic. Yeah, a lot of garlic. Yes. You know, and it's really nice too if you, um, when you're inside, whether you're just picking up your food or if you're going to sit inside, you can do inside or outside mm-hmm. um, seating. They have it's subtle, but they really have some cute nods to Beauty and the Beast, and you know it's kind of nice if you take the time to look. It's very wood, woodsy mm-hmm. looking, anyways. Um, And then for Disney California Adventure, Lamplight Lounge, Mm -hmm, you know, and two words. Lobster
0: nachos, lobster no, nachos all day long. <laughs> yeah, all day yeah.
1: Long. So, what about you?
0: By the way, the Lamplight Lounge also I recommend highly for their brunch. Their brunch is yes. if you can get that booked, um, that is excellent as well. They have great food, right? Uh, mimosa flight that's out of this world as well. Mm-hmm. Um, really good stuff. Uh, I agree with you on the Lamplight Lounge. Um, I, I i as far as Disneyland, um, I also want to add Jolly Holiday Bakery yes. in there. Um, great sandwiches, soups, salads, mm-hmm. um, and. and you, you won't find a better deal anywhere than the Jolly Holiday Special, yes. which is uh, half a grilled cheese sandwich and, uh, and a bowl of soup. Right. And that um, grilled cheese is on sourdough. Yeah. Actually, it's a whole grilled cheese sandwich, I believe. But yeah. it's grilled cheese sandwich and a bowl of soup. And it's just it's, tomato soup are really, really good. Um, I highly recommend that. Uh, I think Flo's has some good food. Yes. And mm-hmm. great views, great ambiance over at Disney California Adventure Park. Um, I, I actually think Disneyland has excellent food throughout it. Uh, I think you, whether it's quick service, uh, whether it's table service, you're going to find better spots. Also, Carthay Circle, both mm-hmm. the lounge and the restaurant right. itself. Uh, if you were looking for something a little bit more upscale, sure. um, I would recommend uh, there as well. Right. You can get a spot in, in it. And That's a very popular spot as well. So, exactly. There you go. Uh, Moving on. So uh, Doug hit us up on Facebook. He said, what's the first thrill ride you'll ride when you go to Disneyland next? Michelle, what's the first thrill ride you'll ride when you go to Disneyland?
1: Well, if we could get a boarding pass for rides, obviously that would be one. But um, Matterhorn. I think Matterhorn. would be my pick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah Traditional. I, yeah. <laughs> uh it depends if you consider Rise of the Resistance as a thrill ride. I don't know if I if it's a dark ride, a thrill ride, whatever you want to do. If you call go by it, the classifications on their website and specifically ask
1: thrill. They call, they, it, a thrill they call it a thrill ride. They call it a thrill ride. Yeah. I think it's a little more of a dark ride, but I get it. You
0: know, I can understand them. that. So. Yeah.
1: The other neat thing that they have on their website is If there is an attraction that is from the original, it'll say original 1955 attraction on the description, you know, just when you go a list.
0: So I never noticed that before. There you go. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. I agree with you on the Matterhorn. That's a that's a distinct possibility. Also, mm-hmm. Big Thunder mm-hmm. um, yeah, is I a possibility thought about that as one well. Too. But you know, we can do Big Thunder at Walt Disney World. Right. Uh, Matterhorn is distinctly Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It's nowhere else. Um, and it's just one of those things that we love. Um, and we'll, we'll we'll probably do that uh, one of the first things yes. we do when we go back there. And he went on to ask, what things did you most take for granted at Disneyland Resort? Um, And that was an
1: awesome question um, and real thought-provoking. And I think the things that make it very endearing or special to me, I really, really missed. Um, You know, it's funny, growing up on the East Coast, I always thought Walt Disney World was far and above the best in everything Disney parks could offer, um, but I've really grown to love Disneyland mm-hmm. and um, and I think the organization has really done a lot to you know bring back the pizzazz of that park you know I think when we when I first moved out here it was, not quite, but they really have upped the game. But I think the unique things like, you know, cars land at dusk, mm-hmm. you know, when it, they're lighting up the
0: town. and you know, when the neon comes on. Right,
1: right. right. And, you know, kind of what we talked about with some of the, I really missed the, se- the seasons of Halloween and Christmas, not mm-hmm. getting to experience those overlays with the attractions. So... Um, I think those are the things I miss the most. What about you?
0: Yeah, I agree with you. The first time we haven't been to a Disney park during a holiday season in several years Mm -hmm. um, was this year. Um, Neither Walt Disney World or Disneyland because of circumstances, obviously. Right. Um, So yeah, I miss that greatly this year. Um, Look, it's just in general that we are lucky enough that we live within a couple hours, Mm -hmm. sometimes less depending on the traffic. Of just heading up there right. and, you know, just waking up in the morning and, you know, when we had annual passes and just being able to say, you know what, let's go to Disneyland right. today. Right. Um, miss that so much that yes. we even just had that ability to do that. Uh, and even now it's not going to be that way once yeah. they open it back up. You're going to have to do some planning on it. There's yeah. not going to be uh, as much spontaneity sure. uh, involved with getting to go. So um, we're still going to be missing that uh, mm-hmm. so much. It's why I mean it's just one of those lucky things that we've been blessed with living where we do that. We've had that ability to right. go whenever we want. And so it's going to be uh, definitely interesting and something we did take for granted. Uh, but I agree with you several things, you know, just walking down main street, mm-hmm. USA, you know, haunted mansion, um, you know, going out and sitting there and, having breakfast over at flows or something and right. watching the radiator springs racers yeah. and just seeing that whole backdrop in that whole area right. and just enjoying the double that decker all. bus ride mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um it's just all those things put together um we we it's we've missed it a lot and yes. we can't wait for the chance to for it to come back at least in some form right. uh here very soon so uh thank you Doug appreciate the question yeah questions. great
1: question so,
0: more great questions came in from Camille and Jonathan who hit us up on Instagram. You can find them. Uh, you can find Camille at castle Bound and down, and you can find Jonathan at vinyl and Disney. They said, hi, Tom and Michelle. We're excited that you're doing another ask me anything episode. We actually re listened to the episode you did last year to make sure we didn't ask any of the same questions. And after thinking about it this week, we came up with two questions for you. One, I want to know, this is Camille. If you could live in any Disney movie, as Michelle tries to knock over her computer here. Uh, If you could live in any Disney movie, which movie would each of you live in? Michelle, what's your choice on that one?
1: All right. Well, I guess from me toppling things over, this was an exciting question. <laughs> yes, couldn't
0: wait to get you know, to that know, right? to get the phone so that computer answer
1: out. Yes. Um, so, uh, in all, you know, true Hyperion Adventures podcast <laughs> tradition, uh, it was hard to narrow it down to to one um, because. One thing is, I'd love to live in the real Swiss Family Robinson treehouse. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's clamping, right? Yeah, that Almost is clamping, yeah. pretty like that. But to remain in one movie, um, I think I'd pick Onward. You mm. know, I like that it uh. still has the wizardry and magicalness of it, um, but it still has the convenience of the modern day living that we can associate with. Mm. So, uh, and I love those characters.
0: Yeah, yeah. very cool. Thanks. Yeah, what about that's a good you? Choice. Uh, I have lots of thoughts on this. Um, I'm going to leave Star Wars out of this because, you (laughs) know, Star Wars was around well before Disney existed. So um, uh, there's a lot of places in Star Wars that I would love to Mm -hmm. live within. Uh, You know, obviously, hashtag real men love Frozen. So (laughs) Arendelle is a possibility. Although it might get a little chilly at times. It does seem like their seasons are pretty nice Mm -hmm. in the spring and summer even looks pretty good there. But. You know, going back and especially, you know, watching the movie, but then also getting to play it uh, within the video game Kingdom Hearts 3, Mm -hmm. um, I would love to live in the kingdom of Corona entangled. That just looks like a beautiful land. I mean, Mm -hmm. it looks like that one they love their king and queen and their princess right. very much there you can tell that they're good to their people and that right. it seems it just seems like a really wonderful neighborhood to live in there and then you go out into the outskirts and they have all these flower fields and trees true. And lush green areas and everything it just seems like a really nice place to live oh that's true now that you're reminding me i want to play that game again today <laughs> <baby>. <laughs>
1: It is fun, yeah. That is a great, yeah. The scenery, and I do like how you incorporate in your answer the characters in there too. Yeah. Good job,
0: thank you, thank you. So, uh, that would be uh, my selection for that one. Now, Jonathan wants to know if you could have any career in the global Disney organization, what would it be, Michelle? Um, well, I think the you know the the one word answer
1: that would come to mind obviously would be Imagineer. Um, but really, in thinking about this, I would love to be, you know, um, part of that team that designs and transforms the park overnight, mm-hmm. you know, that they they bring new magic from the day before, and mm-hmm. then the next day when people come, and, the, and it's something that you could actually, you know, one, visually see what your work turns out to be, and two, get to watch the 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 reaction from the audience, you know, I I think that would be, you know, so rewarding to be
0: able to be a part of that. Right, you get to see a little bit of that in the uh, decorating Disney yeah. uh, special that's on uh, Disney Plus and was on you know, television a couple of times or whatever. Yeah. But the, yeah. what they do and uh, their job and right, that's, it is a cool job for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Uh, for my job, I mean, the, you know, I can work in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge would be a consideration <laughs> for me, you know. But I think really, uh, look, I for most of my life, I've worked with sound. I've always loved Mm -hmm. working with sound. And I would love to, it's funny, because I have this shirt that is a Skywalker Sound shirt, and I put this shirt on, and apparently no one's seen this shirt before, because, I get asked multiple times like, right. if I work there. Right. You know, and some people are like really just assume that I work yes. there because I wear this shirt. <laughs> I would love to actually work there. I think Skywalker True. Sound would be an amazing place to work. Yes. And um, that would kind of, I know it didn't start out as Disney, but it is a Disney company now. Right. And I think that would be it. Now, if you want to do more classic Disney, um, I would, well, I don't know if it's classic Disney. I guess it's brand new within Bat 2 I'd like to be uh, one of the people that helps Guide people through building the lightsabers oh, and tells yeah, the story sure. of it and everything. You know, right. From what I understand. That would be cool. Having not experienced it yet, I understand that that's a, a really cool uh, way to go through Right. That. Yeah. Well, good ones. Yeah. So, like it. Like so it. So thank you, Camille and yes, John. I really awesome appreciate questions. it. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Jacqueline hit us up actually on our YouTube page through a YouTube comment <laughs> she has a great YouTube page by the way as yes. well please check her out she's at Pixie Dust PhD she does a lot of stuff on uh, DVC really short um, you know really compact things that you can knock in right. like 15-20 minutes and great information great information good stuff definitely check her out uh, she said I would like to know your top three favorite Frozen franchise <laughs> songs and your bottom two Michelle." <laughs> Uh, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this.
1: All right. And I was glad she put it as like bottom two, not like, you know, that you just don't like them. They're just if you had to rank them, you're going to always have some that aren't going to rank as high as others. So thank you, Jacqueline, for for posing the question that way. I loved it. Um, So my top three favorites would be uh, Lost in the Woods. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just love that 80s montage Mm -hmm. sound to it. Uh, Into the Unknown, Mm -hmm. so powerful, and uh, I, I think feelings that we can all relate to. In mm-hmm. in terms of what the message is and that, and then uh, in summertime, it's just fun. And mm-hmm. who doesn't love Olaf, you mm-hmm. know, and his quirkiness about that? So yeah, those good. are my three faves. Very good. You want my bottom two, or yeah, you want to do? You go give me your bottom two. Okay, so my bottom two would be uh, Fixer Upper and Love Is an Open Door. You know, again, fine songs, some cute parts to both of them that are you know definitely endearing. But you know, if I had to rank all of them, that's probably where I put them. Very good. Very what good. about you?
0: yeah uh, i would agree with you about the you know making the glad that she asked bottom too because i'm going to say it right now there's no frozen song i went through i went look through them again <laughs> just to be sure of this there's no frozen song that i do not right. like i like them all i think they every movie has great songs uh throughout it and mm-hmm. i i really love them all so it's just a matter of ranking them in some way sure as far as my top three uh it's uh, i'm i Lost in the Woods definitely mm-hmm. is is up there for sure. Uh, the other two, Show Yourself, I think right. is really, really well done. And, of course, Let It Go. You know me. Right. Let It Go is, it it's like the, the peak for me, and <laughs> I'll never let that go. Um, so uh, as far as the bottom two, uh, you know, again, this is really tough for me. Um, I think maybe uh, reindeers are better than people only Mm -hmm. because I think that that was like, it showed a little glimpse of what Jonathan Groff could do as Kristoff and singing. And he doesn't really get a chance to sing in the entire rest of that movie, as we saw in Lost in the Woods, how good he can be. And he does more Mm -hmm. in the other things afterwards. Um, It wasn't, it's not a bad song. It just makes me want to have more from him uh, throughout it. Um, So that, and then I guess... Uh, If you want to build a snowman, but the extended version, just because it absolutely wrecked me when you hear the extended version, which I don't know if uh, we're going to be doing our Disney songs that made us cry, Mm -hmm. our five favorite Disney songs that made us cry, volume two coming up here in a few weeks. Um, That may make an appearance in there Mm -hmm. again. Uh, If you don't want to wait that long and want to go back to our original episode and hear it, um, believe me. You have to be prepared for it because (laughs) it will demolish you. And, you know, and um, so I think just because it demolished me, (laughs) that maybe that's why.
1: Right, right. I get that. And we will have different songs on our volume, too. I want people to realize it's not going to be a repeat. The no, there's been thing. new songs that yes. have made us cry.
0: That have come out <laughs> since then. So, really? Yes, every song makes me cry. So, uh, thank you, Jacqueline. Yes. Really appreciate Sweet your support question. with our YouTube channel. And uh, again, check her out on YouTube as Definitely. well. Definitely. Uh, we got hit up by Charles. He hit us up with an email. Charles, of course, with Pat on the Conversations podcast, mm-hmm. and so of course he has a Star Wars question for <laughs> us. He said, "Hi, Tom and Michelle." I want to know who are each of your favorite background Star Wars characters, Michelle.
1: Okay. And I wasn't sure how to interpret this question <laughs> in the sense that we're, he, were we supposed to just each pick one or just give some of our favorites? I think it's just one. Or, but I mean, if you have a couple. Oh, I, mean, I didn't I, know. So I put multiples. Yeah, so. go ahead. Go for it. It's All right. Appearance <laughs>
0: Adventures podcast. Of course we have multiples. <laughs>
1: Um, so yeah, I, I had four that I I mean, I could have probably picked more, but um so well, I'm Peru. I just think she's interesting and I'd like to know more about her. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, you know, we do see her in two different phases of her life. Um, but not a lot about her and mm-hmm. I, I think she has some interesting aspects and you know, she she does have that mothering mm-hmm. aspect to her, which I think was very important for Luke. And glad to see that that she was connected with him when, when he was growing up. Mm-hmm. So that was one of them. Um, similarly, and I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce these names correctly, Lor San Tekka mm-hmm. yeah. um, from Force Awakens. I remember when that movie came out, he was a riveting character to me. It's like, oh my gosh, he's got so much knowledge and backstory, and I thought we'd hear about it, and we never did.
0: <laughs> I think there is more about him in some of the books that have come out, right? Um, but yeah, he didn't get anything more. And yeah, so but
1: I thought, oh, he was. I, I felt like he kind of commanded uh, the the set when he was on on screen. Um, and then two kind of comical ones: um, Will Rowhood, who's carrying the ice. Remaker. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that. Um, So much so that we have our own now. That's right. That's right. And I I think it's pronounced um, Kabi or KB from A New Hope. Uh, He's the one that is, you know, reaching for the drink at the bar. I mean, anyone who can, you know... (laughs) Want a cocktail that badly? I I can relate you can to relate that. To not being able to totally. reach the yes. bar, like, yes, yeah. and like give it to me. Yes, I'm ready for it, kind uh-huh. of thing. Very nice. <laughs> Thank Good. you. Good. Thank you.
0: So, what about you? I only have one. um I'm going to go with Nine Numb, who you may know if you if you, if you the name's familiar. Yeah, if you think about uh a Return of the Jedi. Uh, He is the co pilot with Lando Calrissian, you know, kind of the alien species who is very expressive, whether he's frightened, whether he's laughing or whatever. He is also he he makes appearances in the sequel trilogy mm-hmm. as well. He's part he's a resistance fighter pilot, and he is at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Yes. He's one of the he's one of the pilots that helps take you into Rise of the Resistance. Right. So because he's in all those things, I always just thought he's kind of an interesting character. He seems like a hoot to hang out right. with. Right? What a great you know choice. And so and he's apparently a really great pilot. Yes. So You know, I would <laughs> like to know more about him. So that's why I went with him. Very nice. So, Good choice. Thank you. Thank you. Your choice is excellent as well. <laughs> uh, finally, we finish up with our last question from the day, and that is from the people that we uh, made an appearance with this last week on Theme Park Thursday. Yes, yes this one came from Dillos Diz. You can find them on Twitter at Dillos Diz, Dillos with an S. Diz with a Z. Uh, they said, if you had to build a team of Disney slash Pixar animated characters to compete against the San Diego Padres, <laughs> no one's competing with the San Diego Padres I this know. season. Come on. Uh, <laughs> what's the lineup and what position would they play? I have a feeling this came from Frank because Frank is a huge baseball <laughs> yeah, fan. So Yeah. Uh, Michelle, do you have a, a list out there? So? Do we want to just do back and forth by position? Sure, we could do that. So why don't you start?
1: Okay, so are we are going to start with Pitcher? Yeah, when we go through, yeah. Okay, I think I took the same lineup that you did. And kind of did similar. It, yeah, I deleted them as quickly as I could so I wouldn't <laughs> remember. So I don't think there's duplications, but I don't know because I did it really fast. Okay, um, Ian Lightfoot. I thought, you know, he could do some really tricky pitches there. That's true.
0: He's <laughs> got some interesting magic there. Yeah. Right. Like you know, it. and he did
1: play ball with his brother. That's and right. So that's who I would. Yeah, put interesting there. choice for sure. Thank you. What about you, pitcher? My pitcher,
0: I went with Goofy because, you know, Goofy yeah. taught us baseball. True. You know, he taught us how to <laughs> uh, with baseball. So, and I figured, you know, hey, you know, he's got to be the master. He's learned some things right? with all that how to. Exactly. And he's going to have that, the, the best pitches. <laughs> Uh, so he was going to be my pitcher. What about yes. your catcher? Who's your catcher?
1: Catcher Anger from Inside Out. <laughs> One, I think, you know, it'd be easier for me, shorter. Um, but I would just love to see the banter between right. him and the pitcher of trying to decide which pitch to throw. I think it would be a hoot.
0: You are not going to go against, you're not shaking off. Anger. No, yeah, no. You're not shaking off Anger. That's a good point. What about think. you? Uh, I'm going to go see with catcher. You know, I think you kind of want somebody that's, really smart because he's kind of the coach on the field yeah, out there. That's true. Um, knows the pitches, but also can kinda of get the batters heads a little bit, can say that snarky thing when you want to. And so I thought Nick Wilde would be great, <laughs> yeah. you know, as the, the catcher. I think he's smart, right. But he's also knows how to zing in there right yeah. once in a while, you know, and I think Good he would one. be a great catcher personally. So. That's
1: true. Like it. So what about for first base for you? Uh tramp from beauty from Lady in the Tramp. know, I figured hey <laughs> fetch a ball and tag the guy out pretty,
0: pretty go. routinely. Right. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Yeah. What about you? I went with somebody who's kind of long and gangly and I figure can, you know, get the stretch going when the, you know, the throwing across uh-huh. the field or whatever would still be able to hit would be, you know, a lot of times I feel like the first baseman is kind of that cheerleader for the team. Right. A lot of times it's kind of the captain of the team and, and that I, so I went with Woody. Uh, From Toy Story, because I thought Woody kind of fits that role perfectly. I guess that's true. And he might be, you know, first base, you don't need to be super coordinated for it. I think (laughs) he's, you don't want him running around out in the outfield. He he kind of runs like a baby giraffe out there. So I I figure that maybe first base is the right spot for him.
1: That makes sense. That's good. And I'm glad you put Woody in in the team. I I tried to think of a place to put him, and I just felt like the the running just kept sticking in my head. (laughs) And it's like, no, there's just, No place for him.
0: (laughs) Very good. So, uh, What about for second base for you? Second base?
1: I put Pocahontas. And I figured she's a fast runner. She can do it even without shoes.
0: So good good on her. Very good. (laughs) Yeah. What about you? Yeah. uh, For second base, I also went with a a female character. uh, Someone who I felt was fairly athletic acrobatic but also smart you know be a strong middle infielder right and you know would be a good team leader and that's mulan i thought mulan oh, is a nice. uh, really good uh second base yeah. person yeah. That, that would fit into that role very well very cool so what about your third baseman now that you said
1: you know going back to your thing maybe we should have done an all girls since yeah 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 um my third baseman would be tigger tigger yeah I figured he could bounce get jumping up there and jumping around and throwing the ball be
0: quick of that hot corner yeah, yeah. right <laughs> what about you yeah I thought something kind of similar I want somebody who's sturdy you know but also is quick reflex mm-hmm. um I and I thought Buzz Lightyear would be perfect at third base mm. and I can just see him throwing the ball across the diamond to woody on the other <laughs> side you know every time I just thought he, he kind of fits that third baseman persona to me Buzz that's Lightyear true that's true. So.
1: You know, and and I'm I feel like I'm ragging on all the Toy Story characters here, but I also wanted Buzz Lightyear on my team, but his arm fell off, and I just like question, you know, is he going to be on the disabled list all season? I mean, he got just, rotator cuff surgery. <laughs> you no, know, he's good. He's I, don't good. Know. He's go. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Tommy what John next? surgery. <laughs> all good. All good. So. Uh, what about for shortstop? Who do you have at shortstop? I have Dash.
1: Nice. I have Dash from The Incredibles or Incredibles Two. I just feel feel like his his speed and ability to respond to things and react would be helpful there. Very good. What yeah. about you?
0: Yeah, I also have somebody from The Incredibles at my shortstop, and you know, I did I tried to limit the because you could just basically put The Incredibles out there right, because yeah. Of their I, know. Abilities, I know. I thought they, they could too. do a lot of different things, but I thought. You know, you look at somebody who is really, he seems really slick. He can move around pretty quickly, easily. Team leader, strong player. I think he would be good not only in the field, but also with the bat. And that's kind of what you're looking for more and more with shortstops nowadays. And that's mm-hmm. Frozone. I thought Frozone oh, yeah. would be a really perfect shortstop for this team. Yeah,
1: I see that. Definitely. So Good one. Very good. So
0: what about in left field? Who you have in left field? I
1: have Elsa in left field. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like
1: she's got a good arm, you know. Boy. Very powerful, powerful woman. Uh, that's that's what I think would be great for. Nice. Yeah, nice what Christ? about you?
0: Uh, for my left fielder, I want someone, you know, left field doesn't necessarily need to be the strongest arm, but, you know, although, you know, strength in an arm can be mm-hmm. great. Um, you want really a power bat in that spot, but also somebody who can feel their position okay. You know, yeah. you don't want them to be a liability out there. But I thought the perfect kind of person to fit that role is Hercules, uh, oh. You know, he's a little, well, he, he's he a could little, he can be anything on the team. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he can be a little clumsy at times, let's I guess be honest, that's you true. know, so maybe he's not perfectly meant to be a shortstop or whatever, right. but left field, you put him out there. I think he'll have a decent glove, definitely a great bat, you know, so I, I think that he would fit perfectly at yeah. left field. Yeah, I get that. So Good choice. Moving on to center field. Who do you have in center field, <laughs> Michelle? For center field, I have Duke Kaboom. <laughs> Mainly because I just
1: want him on my team. And I figured, well, what's where's the least likely? That, yes, he Canada. <laughs> yes, he's got this. He's got the enthusiasm. So uh, yeah, I I just wanted him there. Perfect, <laughs> I, I get it. Just wanted a spot for him. Right? Does he get the motorcycle or not right, uh, when he's out there? In yeah, the I do think he.
0: It's like a part of him. It's
1: an extension of him.
0: <laughs> what about <Perfect>. you? <laughs> uh, for my center fielder, I wanted somebody because I think that my left fielder, you know, although you know. He, he definitely can do some mm-hmm. things. Um, you know, maybe a little clumsy out there. Right field, I'm not so sure about. Again, I want big bats in those positions. Ooh. So I want somebody who can cover. You really want a great defensive center fielder. Right. And I figured there was somebody who could cover a lot of ground very easily without even really having to move. And forget trying to get a home run over this person. Uh-huh. That's just virtually impossible. And that's girl. <laughs> You're not getting anything past no. Alaska girl. That's She's true. just going to stretch those arms yes. and legs. And she's going to get the ball wherever I plays. be Very good choice. So that's why my center fielder is a last That's awesome, baby. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about for right field? Who do you have in right field? Uh,
1: I have Maui in right field. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think, um, you know, he's super strong, good jumps. You know, I mean, I just think he's pretty versatile. And, you know, if he can use his hook and be even more so at times, uh, that would be great. Right. That's a good point. I like it. Thank you. I like it. Good choice.
0: What about you? My right fielder now, you know, maybe a little full of himself, (laughs) but I kind of feel like he'd fit the role there. He probably has a really strong arm, you know, good bat, can field the position fairly well. And you really want that in your right fielder. Right. And, you know, like I said, he may have a bit of an attitude, you know, but he feels good about himself out there and he's going to, you know, definitely drive the team out when he right. comes out there. And that's Gaston. I like <laughs> Gaston in right field. I think Gaston oh, is going joy. to uh, live it up out there yeah, in right field. Yeah, I love that. Sure. I love that selection. So
1: Very good.
0: Yes. I have a DH just in case that we wanted to, just in case we were going to yeah. play some American League games. Did yeah. You, did you list a DH? I
1: did list a DH. Um, I put Genie from Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I figured... Well, one we've again we've seen him do some baseball moves in the movie and uh, in at least the animated movie, and you know I just feel like he's you know pretty all around. helpful and, and could really be strong as, as a hitter.
0: Nice choice. Nice choice. Thank I like you. that a lot. Good choice. Uh, my DH, I figured I, I need a guy who's who's going to be strong with the bat, be able to hit, but maybe is pretty clumsy. and You don't really want them in the field if you don't have mm-hmm. to. So I went with Wreck-It Ralph for my oh. DH because I think that he can get up there and knock the cover off the ball right. when he's at the plate. He's going to True. He's going to hit that ball pretty darn hard. That is uh, true. But if you're trying to put him out there anywhere in the field, he was probably going to struggle a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, that's why I think DH is his role.
1: That's a good good <laughs> plan there, yeah. I felt like Baymax should be on the team yeah, somehow. Yeah, I tried to fit but Baymax. But. Maybe as a third base coach or yeah, something like the, that. He could be the team trainer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be having to spend all his time fixing
0: up uh, Buzz Lightyear's arm. Right. <laughs> Uh, do you have a lineup by any chance? I do not. Okay, I'll just go through my lineup really quickly yes. here. Um, so I have Frozone leading off in short at shortstop. Elastigirl Girl batting second in center field. Followed by Buzz Lightyear. I figure he would probably be the best hitter to kind of move right. the runners around at third base. Gaston there at the cleanup position because <laughs> he, he's not going to take any other position besides batting cleanup. I right. We want to keep Gaston happy, okay? Uh, Hercules batting fifth and you know knock the, the ball around yeah. after that. Followed by Woody. Nick Nick Wilde, Mulan, and then, of course, Goofy pitching. And then yes. if you have Wreck-It Ralph in there, maybe he slides in. If you're having a DH, he slides into the, the five spot, and then you bump everybody else. Nice. Down. So that would be my lineup. So Very
1: thoughtful there, sweetie. Yeah, that Good was, job.
0: That's the reason why I put that question last, is because I thought that took the most – The most thought in the whole thing of all these questions that we went through. So, but great questions, everybody. Yeah, thank you so very much. Thank you. It was fun. Again, uh, like I said before, just because we answer questions, we're only doing these episodes once a year, doesn't mean we don't want to answer your questions at any time throughout the year. Please send them to us. We can bring them up on the show or we can discuss them off the air. We're happy to do that as well. So, please hit us up any way you want to, whether it be social media. Or whether it be um, through our Gmail account.
1: Exactly. Thank you again. Yeah. I, it was really fun and you came up with some really interesting questions. We loved it. Yep. So that was our second annual Ask Us
0: Anything show. All right, once again we're running long, so let's get to our <laughs> Disney stories of the week very quickly. And of course, I want to start with the big news about some possible changes that may be coming to the happiest Yay. place on Earth. This Ooh. was really interesting news that happened yeah, late this Yeah, it was exciting. Yeah. Visually stimulating. Yes. <laughs> so this from the ocregister.com, they say Disney- Disneyland has unveiled long-term plans for theme park retail and parking expansion as the Anaheim theme park prepares to work with the city to reimagine what the resort district will look like over the next couple decades. Disney will be asking the city over the next weeks and months for more flexibility in how it develops company land planned for specific uses in the 90s to be able to add a mix of theme park, hotel, retail, dining, and entertainment on the eastern and western edges of the Disneyland Resort. The overall footprint of the resort area would also increase in, or excuse me, would not increase in size. so it's just kind of keeping it in with land it Mm -hmm. already
1: owns. Right, right. And, you know, it certainly makes a lot of sense. They have that property. Um, You know, some of the other plans that they were first looking at, you know, didn't make it through and probably good considering what all happened that mm-hmm. you know it it wasn't going to be a lot of just hotels and stuff like mm-hmm. that um but really interesting ways to creatively expand what the offerings are to the parks and mm-hmm. I think that'll be good um moving forward as as how things go The There is a big, like we've talked about in Southern California, there's a big demand to be in those parks and more space is going to be and more attractions is helpful.
0: For sure. And when when this first came out, it looked like, oh, they're going to do a a third gate, a third park. But the more you look at it, like, no, this is not what that is. And they even talk about that in Mm -hmm. the story here. That if you really look at, and they did provide, uh, you know, an illustration of what it might look like possibly. And what it is, is expansions Uh, from both Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure Park into the areas next to the Paradise Pier Hotel and the Disneyland Hotel and some of that land there, as well as uh, kind of refurbing that area where downtown Disney, where they originally had closed off a lot of the places Mm -hmm. expecting they were going to build a hotel there, but that got shut down by the city council. So those kind of places have been sitting mostly vacant for the last couple of years Mm -hmm. now. So kind of reimagining that as well. Now, uh, whether any of this comes to fruition, we don't know. Maybe. But the idea is that they're putting out more than anything else. is like, we want to do this. We want to work with you, right. Anaheim City Council to try and start making this happen start this expanding uh this area
1: yeah i, I think it's it's a win-win for the city and for people with getting more jobs and things like that and having
0: more fun yeah and, and you know, look the one thing with disneyland is it's very limited there's mm-hmm. so much unless they were just to buy out a bunch of hotels and various places out there there just really isn't any land for them to do anything with so they have to kind of use what they already have so uh, if they can find some ways to work around that that's great now another thing that they shared on the western side was it looked like it was going to be a a kind of a hotel slash a little bit of a theme park slash um, retail area that's what is now the toy story lot um that's also a possibility as an addition as well so we'll see if any what what comes of this if anything but at least they are looking to move things forward right so exciting yeah uh moving on we uh received some great news about the first steps toward a return to sailing with captain's Mickey and Minnie this week. It was kind of cool. So uh, this came from the Disney Cruise Line blog. Uh, They say Disney Cruise Line is joining in on the resumption of domestic only cruising in Europe and planning to offer magical staycation sailings for United Kingdom residents only uh, this summer under the name Disney Magic at Sea, which will be available for limited time from U- for a limited time from United Kingdom ports. Yes,
1: exciting just to you know be able to get the ships back to you know having. Passengers on board and offering the, the fun services and, and guest activities that they are well known for. Mm-hmm.
0: So the Disney Magic is already over there in Europe. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, and last I saw, it was in Dover when I last checked. Uh, so it is kind of gearing up for this. And what they'll have on the Disney Magic, they'll uh, plan to sail mostly two, three, and uh, a couple four-night voyages, sailing round-trip from London. Well, not technically from London. I think that would be from, or well, excuse me, London Tilbury. That's together. Right. So that's a that's a port. Uh, Newcastle, Liverpool, and Southampton. So they're going to come out of different ports throughout the yes. UK. Uh, they say they will be implementing multiple layers of health and safety measures, Considering guidance from the U.K. government, health authorities, and medical experts, this includes COVID-19 testing, health screenings, face coverings, reduced guest capacity, physical distancing, and enhanced cleaning. So, you know, it's just good. It's a start to show that they can do this right now, that they can get out there and create Since the U.K. has cleared that this is a possibility. Um, they can't visit other ports, but you can get on there and have two, three, four days to enjoy yourself aboard the ship, which we, we love
1: anyway. Right. And I think it's helpful to be able to demonstrate to the CDC, you know, what can be done safely, what all the uh, precautions that would need to be put into place so uh, that they could expand that industry back here in the U.S.
0: Yeah. There are also some plans right now to be sailing. Um, out of the Bahamas, I believe, coming up soon uh, that are going to be not sailing from the U.S. coastline itself, mm-hmm. but some other cruises, not Disney Cruise yet, at least they haven't spoken anything right. or mentioned anything yet, but some other cruise lines are sailing within the Caribbean themselves coming from foreign ports, right. so that's also a possibility as well. But just great to hear. Um, can't wait for Disney Cruise Line to come back. We still have a Disney Cruise booked for December that we're hoping will mm-hmm. come through, but I think by then we're going to be hopefully... Uh, in good shape knock yeah, on wood right. uh, we'll see so anyway is that uh, your head <laughs> yes pretty much uh disney magic at sea staycation sailings are expected to go on sale on in april uh, 2021 for any of our uh, uk listeners mm-hmm. out there so hopefully you get a chance to do that and let us know how it goes if you get the chance yeah. to sail on the magic that would be exciting to hear about for sure uh, finally, Disney announced a slew of release dates for their upcoming film this week. Uh, films this week, both in theaters and on Disney Plus. So, just going to go through these really quickly here. These came from D23.com. Disney's live-action Cruella mm-hmm. and Black Widow, which we've been looking to forward to for more than a year, right. are going to be debuting in theaters and on Disney Plus with premier access at the same time. So. Uh, kind of cool news that, you know, depending on what your comfort level is, what your theaters are availability mm-hmm. is in your area that you will have the chance to see these films.
1: Yeah. Kind of exciting that there's a possibility of some more, you know, going to the big
0: screen. Um
1: but, you know, sometimes it's fun just to be at home and enjoy yeah. the
0: movies there. you will give you your opportunity to do what, what you feel comfortable with how you want to approach these right. films. Um, of course, you will have to pay for them. They're not going to be <laughs> on Disney Plus as they are. You will have to pay the premiere access if you want in Disney Plus or, of course, go to the theater and pay for the theaters. Mm-hmm. But it's great that they're going to be available for you. Cruella will be debuting on May 28th. And Black Widow will be on July 9th. And that's pushed back. Originally, I, I think... Uh, Black Widow was going to debut in May. Mm -hmm. They've pushed it back once again, but um, that's good news that it looks like it's finally coming our way. Now, what will be on Disney Plus at no additional cost is going to be on June 18th from Disney and Pixar Luca is going to be Yay. being released on Disney Plus. Again, not with Premiere Access, just like they did with Soul, mm-hmm. uh, just like they did with Onward. It's just going to be there for you if you are already a subscriber to Disney Plus on the 18th of
1: June. Which is so great. Such great news. We saw some parts of that uh, at the D23 convention, and it looks so, so well, like anything Pixar looks great.
0: Yep. So looking forward to seeing what comes of that when it all uh, debuts. Some other film uh, dates they announced this week. Uh, Free Guy will be on August 13th of 2021. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will be on September 3rd of 2021. That's another Marvel film, mm-hmm. new Marvel hero. We're going to get to Root 4 coming up here soon. Uh, the King's, Men, uh, King's Man excuse me, will be on December 22nd, 2021. Deepwater on January 14th of 2022. And Death on the Nile will be on February 11th of 2022. So just uh, giving you a few more dates there yep. for some other uh, Disney-released films. So Let's quickly get to our vacation tips because we never leave you on any episode without some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation as always we always start with Michelle because she has the best answers to your questions she has the best list she's wonderful she's beautiful she's smart she's hard work and she definitely has the very best tips so let's get to it here is Michelle's tip of the week
1: well thank you sweetie Um, so my, my tip here was um, inspired by the fact that my clinic had a power outage this week <laughs> so so I thought about huh what about your phone when you're at the parks you know and saving on the battery of your phone you know just so that you'll have it in you know for that perfect picture moment and you you don't want to be sitting tethered to a charging outlet while you're at Walt Disney world and and so these are some tips um, you know you want to as much as possible avoid uh, using and reopening the Disney world app I mean it is a great app and it provides you a lot of th- of information but whenever you can avoid using it that saves on your battery so one idea is like pull up on your page that has all your plans you know whether it be dining reservations or your rise boarding pass and just take a picture of that and make that your home page of your phone and then just when you you know go to your phone you're you're not accessing the app for that and again saves saves on the battery time. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, If you're not planning to receive calls or whatever, you can put in your phone into airplane mode. Uh, And then obviously the, the concept of bringing an external charger is available to you. Um, And the last thing about saving your phone is if you're going to be on one of the splashy water rides, (laughs) (laughs) you know, is considering bringing some protection for your phone as well. And, and obviously they, you know, they do make some that are very specific for phone um, you know, sealing up to keep your phone dry. Um, but if nothing else, a zip type plastic bag could save your phone from, you know, getting immersed in water. Yes. So.
0: Douse it in rice at some exactly. other point Exactly. <laughs>
1: So anyways,
0: that was quickly my tip on saving your phone. Very good tips. Michelle's tip, always the best (laughs) tip. Uh, My tip real quickly is just for, you know, again, we were discussing Disney Cruise getting back. And maybe Mm -hmm. you're thinking about going on your first Disney Cruise coming up and you have some kids with you. And you're wondering, what kind of documentation do I need for a Disney Cruise? And you may think, oh, we need to all get passports. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not the case. Obviously, I would recommend you getting a passport. Mm -hmm. It's the easiest way. It's the best way to do it. And if you want to travel to various different countries, plus it's just cool to get the stamps, you know, yes. wherever, at the different places, different countries you visit. Uh, but it doesn't matter, adult, child, you don't need a passport to sail out of a U.S. port mm-hmm. on a Disney cruise back into another U.S. port. You can get by with just a birth certificate, a official birth certificate. It, it can't mm-hmm. be a reprint or a copy. It needs to be an official birth certificate and a state issued license mm-hmm. with a, or state issues ID with your photo on it. That is all you need as an adult, anything 15 and older to get on board a cruise. If you're 15, if you're younger than 15, you just need the uh, the birth, birth certificate. certificate. Mm-hmm. That is it. That is all you need. It's so uh, really easy for documentation to get on board these cruises. Yes, if you can get a passport, get a passport. But if you're running behind, we all procrastinate from time to time. <laughs> Maybe you don't want to rush that you don't necessarily need it. Just make sure you have all these other documentation so you'll be ready to go when you board. Great tip, baby. So, there you go. Uh that's it for this week. Next week, well, we're going to start the first in a series leading up to a big day coming later this year. Each month, Michelle will be looking at a different aspect of the most magical place on Earth as we count down to the 50th birthday of Walt Disney World Resort, and that's going to start next week. I can't wait to hear what we're going to discuss as far as Walt Disney World next week.
1: Yes, so I'm excited to be doing this series. Um, Each month, we'll do a little different aspect of, you know, kind of the history behind it and some of the current things and future plans, so... I already have the, the six segments already plotted out with at least uh,
0: some bullet points and we'll go from there. Looking forward to it. Michelle's research, always the best <laughs> research and these are bound to be great episodes as we all get excited for the Walt Disney World 50th wow, anniversary for 50th birthday party coming up on October 1st of yeah. this year. So very cool. So uh, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, podcast.com And while you're there, please sign up for our newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter. It's just another way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Another way is also to follow us on social media. We have a lot of fun on social media and we'd like you to be a part of that. Find us on Twitter at hyperion podcast facebook instagram and pinterest at hyperion adventures podcast we have a youtube channel where we're releasing mostly these videos uh these podcasts in video form out there on uh that channel and if you want to find us there just do a search for hyperion adventures podcast hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new uh, video or episode there and if you ever want to contact us for any reason please hit us up at our gmail account hyperion adventures podcast at gmail.com and we certainly appreciate it if you could please tell a friend about our podcast. Yes. Uh, that's the easiest way to let people know that mm-hmm. you, this is a show that they may enjoy as well. So that's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. and Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.